Welcome to the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by Jessica Rosado, writer, producer, content creator, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your weekly inspirational dose of incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both successes and failures alike. These stories empower and encourage the female footprint in a society originally structured for them to fail. Whether it be through philanthropy, entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women are creating a global footprint that will impact the future. This week's digital coffee date is with Canadian dating coach, entrepreneur, and actress, Chanel Connell. Chanel, it's so great to have you on a Woman's Worth podcast today. I am so excited to be on Woman's Worth podcast today. Yes. So Chanel, I want to dive in because besides being an actress and business owner, you are a dating coach. And let's face it, ladies need the inside scoop. So I'm intrigued to know what inspired you to help women through relationship advice? Yeah, I think um, with anything in life, when you are passionate about something, it is kind of birthed from a personal experience and personal journey. I um, went through a really traumatic relationship experience myself when I was 20. Mm, Uh, Luckily, it happened when I was younger because I didn't have to experience just like several of those Mm -hmm. to get it through my thick skull that stopped picking (laughs) the wrong guy. But that's kind of what spiraled my love and um, innate like curiosity toward relationships, dating and all of that jazz. Yeah. And so you are, um, you have a psychology degree. So you actually went to, uh, you know, you went to school for that. And so what kind of, was it the relationship side of things of your own experience? Is that what kind of catapulted you to want to help other people in this way? Yeah, I, um, I actually went back to school. I started in computer sciences, thought I was going to be like a big techie geeky nerd, which is also Uh, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But I went, thank you. I went back for management, uh, which is like a low key term for business at my school. They didn't have a full business program, but I took a social psych course in the summer. And at that time I was dealing with this like on again, off again, really toxic relationship. And literally like I was just engulfed in all the information about attachment theory and like why we, um, are attracted to the people that we are attracted to and what like is from our past that makes us choose the people that we are around today. So I was like, that's it. As soon as my September semester started, I was like, I'm switching over my entire degree in psychology. And I want to dedicate a lot of my life and time and energy to this. That's amazing. You know, I'm so intrigued. I myself, when I was uh, first 
out of high school into college, um, I started as a, a psychology major. So I was taking a lot of psychology courses. Um, you know, in the in in the states here, we have like where you have the first two years um, is usually kind of like your they call gen ed, like your general education. You just kind of go for that, but you can also choose almost like elective classes that are kind of into what you want to do. Yeah, and I remember like taking. Too. Yeah. So I remember taking like some psychology classes and sociology classes. I was so incredibly intrigued by how the brain works and mm-hmm. why things are the way that they are and why we do things the way that we do them. And it's so interesting that you said that, you know, it, it really, a lot of people just don't realize that it, some of, and, and in fact, a lot of the reasons why we end up making certain choices is because of past experiences, even our upbringing, even, you know, different environments or different ways. And sometimes we don't even notice that that has had an effect on what we're currently choosing. hundred percent. So I think it's so interesting, you know, that I, I, I got out of it and then I got into, you know, theater, like total, you know, just the total opposite, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, Peter, like, so I don't just blame a little you. swap there, you know, but, um, and then went, went into, you know, broadcast journalism, but you know, it, it's definitely really, really interesting. So, you know, I'm sure that you've had some incredible feedback from other women on how you've changed their dating life. Yeah. So what has some of the, the things maybe women have said to you regarding your advice? Honestly, like, first off, I had no idea. Um, as soon as I started posting about relationship advice on Instagram, that it was going to have the impact it had. Mm. I kind of went first with my personal experiences and then started integrating more um, research or psychology based topics. And some of the biggest feedback I get is a woman being like, Hey, I went out on a date today and I thought about what you said and I feel so confident coming out of it. Or oh, that's amazing. like if I'm on a date, I think, you know, what would Chanel do and what would she say? And so just knowing that that kind of impact is being made where people are actually considering what my words of wisdom would be is outstanding. And it makes me feel really good knowing that they have a positive outcome from what I put out there on the interwebs. That's amazing. You should get, I, I love that you said, what would Chanel do? She get bracelets. It's like the WWSV. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's oh, awesome. That. That's funny. Um, so what would you say are the top questions you get asked regarding dating? Like what are those like top go-to that you're like, Oh my goodness, I get this a lot. Um, I'll often get like, it's actually really funny. I find the women are more likely to ask questions in my comments or like share their experiences where it's the men that will personally DM me. Cause I get a lot of men. messaging me. Do too. you really? That's so interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's been some of those like paragraphs that people will write just about like their personal dating life. Yeah. But some of the most common questions I would say are like, I would honestly say like kind of some of that like side chick stuff. Like Mm. I like this guy, but he has a girlfriend or, you know, my boyfriend talks to other women. um, Yeah. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. 
how do I approach it, um, or just general questions about, you know, I don't feel confident when dating. I don't feel like I'm presenting my best self Mm. to a guy or when I'm even attracting guys, like how do I start attracting the right person? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I think I'm, I'm actually really shocked too, that you get, I mean, it makes sense that you get men that ask you questions too. I'm sure they're kind of like, you know, if they, they're, they're almost wanting a a woman's opinion as well, you know, Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out like, wait, if, you know, if they don't have the right answers, you know, and say, Hey, you know, like, am I doing something wrong? You know, but I, I find it really interesting, especially the whole, um, you know, he's seeing other women or he has a girlfriend and, you know, those, those tend to be some, some serious dating, you know, topics to kind of dive into. Yeah. Um, do you also get a lot of maybe stuff about social media? Cause I know sometimes there's so many social media arguments, I feel like, you know, regarding, you know, liking photos and commenting on other people's photos. And it's interesting that a lot of people actually argue about social media and relationships. Do you find that? Yeah, you know, I don't often get commentary about social media and relationships. But one thing I didn't know, and I actually wrote a blog post about it, because my little cousin was telling me about this concept of IGO. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, what is it's like that? In- Instagram official. Oh my goodness. IG official. <laughs> and so it's like the new Facebook official. I was official. just going to say that the new Facebook official. Wow. <laughs> and it's, it's like very Gen Z, but like, I guess, you know, if you don't put your girlfriend's like name in your bio, with like a little lock and heart and like the date that you've like been together, like it's a more younger generation thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard like a lot of girls will get upset about that with their boyfriends from what he would tell me from like his high school days because he's graduated now. Yeah. Um, But like that never even occurred to me. And the biggest, you know, like thing I feel we have in our generation is like, oh, you know, when do we when do we post pictures? It's so true. (laughs) Oh, that's that's absolutely true. (laughs) Yeah. But there's a whole like completely new layers to social media and your declaration of your relationship because of that worry, like you said, with social media, how easy it is to find others and, you know, maybe have a bit of a wandering eye. And that's Mm. where those arguments would start from. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, because I know me personally, especially with, you know, my social media, my social media is very business driven, Same. you know, in my own personal experience. So I kind of, when it comes to relationships and I guess now it's IGO, you know, Instagram official, but I kind of find that I, I tend to steer away from really putting too many things that are personal, personal on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because too, when I feel like when you treat it like a business, you have so many people that are looking at your life that you really don't know at all. And so it's kind of like you're bearing, it's one thing to be, you know, authentic and show 
you know, a, a, an authentic version of yourself of, Hey, this is me. But then I feel like sometimes there are those personal things, sometimes with family members and, you know, the person you're with that you kind of, you know, want to keep for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, I always find that topic really interesting because there's so many different opinions about what's right in that realm and what isn't and, you know, what people feel and, and this sort of thing. I mean, it was kind of the same thing with Facebook too. Like, you know, should we say we're in a relationship on Facebook or should we not? Like what, Yeah. <laughs> where, where do we go from here? So no, it's, it's really funny you say that. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I find being business oriented on my Instagram profile, like you are as well, because I do dating and relationship advice. Now, when I go on dates, I have to like preface right. my Instagram. And I'm like, just so you know, if you see a post that's like, oh my goodness, on that men, is so it's not about fun. you. <laughs> that is so funny. What an interesting layer you have with dating. Though. Well, one guy You're said like, to hey. me, he's like, are you going to post like things about us dating online and I was like oh my gosh no like first off if you see anything it's usually in a general sense but even people will like comment they're like girl I don't know how you're still single like you don't have to feel like this and I'm like no 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 like I'm so happy (laughs) being single right now like this is just a funny quote I thought would be relatable or something like that yeah yeah it, that is so funny that you say that too, because I know me personally as well, like I have seen just like hilarious memes that, you know, maybe I've related to at one time, or maybe I don't personally relate to it all. I just think it's really funny or, you know, because one of my girlfriends ha- can relate to it or mm-hmm. something like that. And I'll post it and then I'll have people like, oh, are you upset? Or is this something happened? Or like, 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 I'm really like, cryptic or something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, can I just like post something that's funny anymore? Or is that like not allowed either? I know everyone <laughs> takes it so seriously. All of these like hidden rules, you know, and then you add, I mean, relationship, relationships are, are tough by themselves. So then you add this whole layer of social media. And I feel like it's just like a whole nother thing that, you know, we've got to dig into. But Um, I'm really curious, you know, what significant challenge or even challenges have you faced in creating your dating advice platform? You know, when you decided, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, what, what sort of things came up that, that weren't maybe that fun? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. First off my age, um, because I'm only 24, I Mm -hmm. always get, well, what do you really know about relationships? And I'm like, apparently a lot more than you, because you're the one coming (laughs) to me for advice. Right, right. And that sounds like really snarky and sarcastic. But at the same time, I'm like, it's kind of rude just assuming I don't know anything because of my age. Mm -hmm. Because you can be twice your age and still just not have a clue as to what's going on. And I think that's where your professional, you know, this, this is something that you've gone to school for. This is something you've studied. You know, I think that's kind of where that expertise title comes in into play because you don't necessarily have to, you know, have dated, you know, all your life to be able to say, okay, now I can give advice on this. I know. And like, I think people obviously, because I'm not saying this all the time, they don't realize I also have like a mother I'm very close to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's, she's been around the block with dating good men, bad men, 
and right. just like experiencing life in general because she's mm. almost 60. Yeah. And like those words of wisdom have been implanted in my head since I was very young. So half the time I'm like, you're getting like advice from like a 50 year old woman here. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Except yeah. You just can't see the years of wisdom that are coupled with that research and um, psychological approach to the advice that I give. Yeah. So what would you say is like the most productive way, you know, that you've gone about overcoming those types of challenges? Like when those things arise, how do you kind of rise to the occasion and overcome that? Yeah, I think, well, what I did when I first started having doubters, because it's often older people who doubt, Mm. especially if you're telling them when they ask you, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And they're like, well, that's nice, but you don't have that much experience. So I'm like, yes, but someone who is 50 to 60 telling me I don't have that much experience isn't necessarily my target market. Right, right. So putting my target market at a younger age bracket or around women my age or slightly older that are going through very similar experiences and then just grounding myself Mm -hmm. in being an authority on those experiences by sharing either some personal stories or using like the language that my audience um, uses with me Mm -hmm. when they tell me how they're feeling. It makes for a really trustworthy um, nature of kind of like this friendship that you build online where they know that they can rely on you because you're kind of going through the same thing. Like you're in that same cohort and like generational experience as them. Well, I think that's really important too. And just, you know, whatever industry you're in is to kind of know your market and the people that you're, you know, speaking to and trying to reach, you know, I think a lot of times I spoke about this in another episode, but I think a lot of times, you know, we go too broad Mm -hmm. in certain fields. You know, if if someone has an idea and they want to start this business, sometimes it's like, oh, well, I just want to reach everybody. But the truth is you have to kind of, you know, hone that in and say, okay, like, what is my mission? What am I trying to do? Who am I trying to speak to? You know, and what am I trying to accomplish? And when you hone those things in, you kind of get to, to, you know, your market and where, you know, you're going to be successful Mm -hmm. at making that happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's really, really important and it's a very good point. So, on a Woman's Worth podcast, we talk about this current societal shift where more and more women are united and speaking out about the things they deserve. So how does your platform encourage this kind of conversation? Well, I think in our society today, we're so focused on what women deserve in the workplace or within society that we often forget what we deserve in dating too. Ooh, very true. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yes, there's sister. Like this, <laughs> yeah. There's been a huge shift where because we're demanding more out of other areas of our life, um, I don't know if it's the men. I don't know if it's how the women have portrayed this to men and that's what happened. I don't know how we got here. I just know we're here. But oftentimes we're taken for granted. We're expected to you know, go in all equal. And I personally don't subscribe to that because when you look at what a woman puts in, A, if she's now working full-time, making good money, 
Mm-hmm. If she's taking care of herself, <laughs> not to mention like the cost of a new outfit or makeup or hair, like mm-hmm. hair product for a date. Right. And like a guy can't take you out and pay for a meal and you now have to split that cost. Like you're almost fronting more financially on your end as a woman, mm-hmm. as well as like time investment as a woman than we've ever used to be expected to. Mm. That's interesting. I never actually even thought of it like that. I mean, I know, I know me personally, I am as much as I am for equal rights when it comes to these larger topics of, you know, equal pay in the workplace and these things of sexual harassment, sexual assault, things that have been going on you know, in different industries for so long. And we're just saying enough is enough is enough. Mm -hmm. When it comes to dating, you know, I still consider myself to be a bit of a traditionalist where I'm kind of like, well, you know, I grew up with parents where, you know, dad was the one who chased mom and he was the one who, you know, sent the flowers and picked her up to go on dates and picked her up from her parents' house that she was living at. You know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. it's just these, like, these things I feel like are a very traditional like lost in translation yeah and, I, yeah and I feel like they you know it, it's so interesting because it's not that one way is better than the other and one way is right one way is wrong um I mm-hmm. think a lot of times especially when it comes to relationships it's all it's all kind of sort of relative to depending on yeah it can be subjective yeah, to how you view exactly it exactly on how what you're looking for and what you know yeah I may those traditionalist things that I enjoy and that I look for when I'm dating someone may not be the same thing as someone else you know another woman might say you know what I'm actually offended by that you know I can pay for my own stuff and I that's what I prefer you know because those things also come from whatever and else. they're totally women who prefer to do that. And I totally respect it. Absolutely. But with my platform, I like to challenge women, especially if they're coming to me, you know, being like, oh, you know, like I want my man to treat me like a princess and a lady, but he doesn't. And we like, we split the bill all the time. And that's fine with me because I can. I want to challenge them to, you know, really think about their worth in a relationship. Because if you're living out your relationship one way, yet your heart is screaming, you want something else. That's where I'm like, okay, let's see where the disconnect is. Like, let's see where we feel um, unaligned with how we want a relationship to look to how it looks now. And it doesn't mean that you're any less worthy if your man is treating you. It just means you're starting to put boundaries and asking for a certain level of respect in the relationship so you can provide your best self and your most wholehearted effort to caring for your partner in a way that they might receive it better than you paying for half your bill. Yeah, it's very true. And I think it goes back to what you were saying with it It kind of stems from, you know, what it is that, you know, someone wants initially, because if they're saying, you know, this is how it is, and I guess I'm okay with it, but you obviously aren't because you're, you know, they're coming to you saying, I feel like something's off here, you know, then it's, you've got to get down to the nitty gritty of, okay, well, what is it that you're really after? What is it that your heart is really looking for so that you can get that message across in a relationship? Exactly. And I think that kind of translates into a lot of things, not just relationships, but even, you know, with careers and different relationships with friends, family, if you're not clear 
on what it is you're seeking and your specific intentions and what it is that you want, if you're not clear on that, it will be miscommunicated. And that's how things get lost in translation. Yeah, because you're not going to feel worthy when you don't set out standards for needs that need to be met. Uh, not only by you, but by others within your life and how they treat you. Yeah, absolutely. So Chanel, what do you see for the future with your dating advice platform? Well, that is something I have thought about for probably three years. I'm just getting started with it. All right. Things are always changing and growing um, as they come, but Ideally, I would love to have majority of it run with online courses mm-hmm. as well as tiered support through uh, different kind of memberships that you can get mm-hmm. where if you do need one-on-one encouragement and coaching um, or even counseling, because I am looking at getting my master's, I'm just waiting to hear on that. So fingers crossed. But if you need that one-on-one, you can maybe join a community that we have within. My business is called Created for Love. So that is the actual business um, entity. And then I am the founder and CEO of that. Nice. Um, But I also hope for, you know, products that make dating life easier, as well as maybe an app one day. And just overall, like, have this great little conglomeration and society of women that can be a community to help each other out as well as have the right tools to successfully move into their new stage of dating confidently. That's amazing. Yeah. So aside from the dating realm, you also have other things you're pursuing like acting and the company, other companies that you own. So what is it like having multiple passions and pursuing them simultaneously? I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) It's hard. uh, I'm right there with you. (laughs) I would love to like just focus. I wish I had the personality to focus on one. There are people out there that have the personality to do one thing, do it well, and be so like all in. I feel like, a, I don't know, some weird like soup that you're like just trying to throw things in and like see what works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all my passion. That's but, amazing. Um, you know, not every passion is going to carry you through to where you're supposed to be in life. But you know, if I'm young, I might as well try it now. So I am doing acting as well as launching my dating coaching product and like course business. And I also own a spray tanning business with my mom. And then I do influencing and I'm a graphic designer. So all of it. <laughs> when you're, yeah, when you're in your early 20s, like the hustle is strong. You got you gotta you gotta survive somehow. I hear you. Listen, I'm in my early 30s. And it's the same way. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's true, though. I think, you know, me, I always have been I like to have my hands in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And that's all. And that's honestly, because I am a multi passionate person, like there are things that I'm really passionate about, not just one area. Um, And so I think it's so interesting when, you know, there are 
like-minded individuals because, you know, I feel like it's kind of like too, where you see a lot of people who are successful, you know, especially if you talk about celebrities, you know, they started out singing. Now they own fragrances. Now they own makeup lines. Now they own, you know, and you see all these different things. It's like, oh my goodness, the possibilities are endless. And I think it's important that, you know, we respect both sides of the coin, you know, like the people that, you know, have focused on one thing and that's their thing. That's what they do. That's what they want to do. And then also the people that, you know, have a lot of different things at once that are just, you know, pursuing those, you know, those different areas. I think it's, it's really exciting Mm -hmm. as well. So I love to hear, you know, a feedback on that too, because I'm right there with you. I'm like, yeah, I absolutely. Well, one thing I will say that I've like, I think I've learned this probably in the last three months. Like it's not, it has not been too long that I've started to implement this practice into my life. Being a multi-passionate person, just like you, and then seeing people, like you said, the celebrities Mm -hmm. that were a singer first and then had fragrances and businesses after, I'm starting to realize if you have a passion and you want to do it, it shouldn't matter how long it takes you to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. So if you do take the time to focus on one thing in order to help you out or enhance your life so you can start focusing on that other passion later on. If it's something you really want to do, it's not going to leave you. And if it does, then you're not going to be upset that you didn't pursue it at that time anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So what is the best way, you know, for people to learn more about you and connect with you? I would probably say my Instagram, just because that's like my main platform of use. Mm -hmm. My blog is always a place where you'll definitely learn more about me, especially, you know, seeing my writing style and some of like the lifestyle posts or things that I'm really passionate about. Um, Visiting my website is probably a great place to start along with my Instagram. Okay. And your website is? Just ChanelConnell.com. Spelt exactly like my name. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So I always like to close our digital coffee dates with a word of wisdom or advice. So what would you tell someone who is struggling to find their right person, their significant other? Oh, oh, I love that. I haven't even thought of that. I think the first thing (laughs) that comes to my mind, I, because I'm Christian, I ran across this one post on Pinterest and, um, it was, oh, I'm trying to remember it correctly. It was like the man, um, I can't wait until I meet the man where God whispers to him, that's her. Mm, and like, like whether you're faithful or not, I truly believe like you'll know you've met the right person where you feel in your heart, like this little, you know, peck on your shoulder without like, you know, when your brain can get in the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> where you're like, is this me or yeah, is yeah. this like something else yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're like, uh, when you know it's something else talking, being like, that's her or that's him. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel like you're on track to meet the right person. Yeah. And it's really about, I imagine just not giving up too, because I feel like sometimes people get so frustrated, right? And they're like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not dating anymore. I'm not this anymore. I'm not that anymore. And I think one of the things I personally learned um, just from my own experience is 
you know, in order to find that kind of love and that right person, you have to be open to it. You have to be willing to, it's unfortunate to say, but have your heart broken to see those things. Mm-hmm. So you have to be brave. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chanel, it was wonderful speaking with you today. And I truly look forward to all of the incredible things coming your way. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. Be sure to visit thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community.